Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Welcome to episode 52 of Vanilla to Vixen. We are your hosts, Mr. and Mrs. N, and we're also known as... The Naughty Couple. Hello, Mrs. N. Hello, Mr. N. This is episode 52. It's a happy birthday. Vanilla to Vixen is just over one year old. It is. Can Who would have thought? I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do a joke today, and some, some programmes that we do are... Um, quite jolly and fun and full of jokes and some we do are quite serious yes and week after week for almost a year we've banged on about the positives of the lifestyle and of course with every positive like yin and yang like mr and mrs n (laughs) there's always the other side to the circle and well there's just only one side to a circle actually i got that wrong didn't i (laughs) it's a square that's one on the other side oh you know what i mean (laughs) It's seriously, on a serious note, we, we've had a pretty crap experience a couple of weeks ago. And when we did this podcast, we promised our listeners that we would always share everything. The ups and the downs of the lifestyle. Yes. We also said that we would always be very honest. Yes. As well. Mm-hmm. Because we think it's important. Absolutely. So this story our our story today begins back on episode 46 so if you've not listened to 46 where were you it was a good episode um and we talked about getting busted uh after a weekend and um we we did something for a mental health uh something that promotes mental health mental health like charity uh called the bloody lovely (laughs) Uh, which is kind of it's just kind of like a website isn't it a twitter social media website it's, it's fun it's a fun thing to do yeah it's it's, it's a, uh, a guy that we've been very very lucky to speak to personally who's wonderful yeah absolutely amazing guy Num- number two yes number two of the bloody lovely brotherhood exactly the BLB. And, and we were very flattered because he'd approached us and asked us if we would do a, a video uh, and it's all it's He's all to help to us, yeah. help with mental health and everything so it's like yes of course we would but He's got millions and millions of followers. Yes. And we think, we don't know, we think we got caught out with a member of the family. Yeah. And, you know, in fairness, when we put ourselves out there doing the podcast, we knew that this might happen. We did. We talked about the possible implications and all the risks. Yes. And we, a few people in our life and our private lives know, um, but some don't or didn't Mm. and 
of course, when you're in a situation like we're in, there's always the the risks and things of people finding out and being shocked, embarrassed, um, that, that you are in this lifestyle or you enjoy participating within a community that, that perhaps is considered an underworld yeah. with some. Yes. And obviously... You know, you don't know how people are going to react and, until they find out. No. And I think it's fair to say that the naughty hobby, as we call it, there's a certain amount of enjoyment that comes from it, from feeling naughty, from, mm. from feeling it's a secret. And, and some people enjoy that aspect. We certainly used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> so I think, listener, you know where this is headed. And... They found out. They discovered Vanilla to Vixen. They did. The podcast. Yeah. And, you know, all the various social media things that we do and and various things. And this was about six weeks ago now, wasn't it? It was seven, episode, actually, now. Six, six, six weeks, because episode, yeah, 46. Yeah. So, and we received a text, um, which was from a member of the family, which sort of said they were shocked and embarrassed. And, you know, we, we were genuinely upset we never ever wanted anyone to feel that way um but likewise this is our lives Mm. this is something we enjoy doing and we're very proud of the podcast we're very proud of the people we've helped um and the enjoyment that we've helped bring to people's lives yes absolutely and we, we tried to explain that within the text back. We, we read all this out, didn't we? We did, We kind of yeah. re- read all this out yeah, we did. in episode 46. We're not going to go over that again. And it kind of went radio silent. Yes, it did. For it, six weeks. Six weeks was all radio silence. And um, we've got a guest coming on a little bit later on. And uh, I think it's going to blow you all away <laughs> who the guest is. It's a very, very, very special guest to us. Yes. And we're going to introduce them in a little while. So stick around. It's not just just us today. And it all went radio silent. And then a couple of weeks ago, um, at nearly 11 o'clock at night, we were in bed. We were. Doing boring things like almost sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we got a text. And the text was from another family member who um, made the pretense that they got work in the area. And it was quite unusual because I'm not. it was actually to my phone and I haven't received a text from this person within the family for almost two years. Yes. Probably saw them at Christmas and whenever. And it's not sort of a regular visitor or messenger to our lives, really. No, we, see, we see them a couple of times a year. That's fair to say, isn't it? Family events and things. Yes. So to get it, it was like, yeah, you know, pop round and they wanted to come round. And then it turned a little bit more strange because within the text, they wanted to come round and see us alone without their partner knowing. And... (laughs) made me feel a little strange Mm. and so uh, then a couple of names 
just literally just names of, of couples were men- mentioned. And I genuinely didn't know the names of these couples. No, we'd, we'd never heard of them, had we? It, let's just say Jack and Jill, for instance. <laughs> and it was just a text with Jack and Jill. Yeah. So-and-so I know very well. And I hadn't got a clue what was happening at this stage. It was all very strange. And then the phone rang and it was said family member uh, who we will will just simply refer to as S. Yes. We are not naming or shaming anyone. That is not the point of this show. Uh, The point of this show will be apparent later on. So S phoned us and made an admission that they knew the lifestyle incredibly well um, and they they had been around it for, for a long, long time, for, for apparently decades and that was the situation and uh, we really weren't sure what they wanted and they wanted to come around privately on their own without the partner knowing and that made me feel very uneasy because as you all know a huge part of this lifestyle is communication it's open and honesty and that's something that we're very proud of and so we said to them we replied um that no you're welcome to come around as a couple (laughs) um and, and bear in mind, the other person already knew because they had texted us. Yes. It was them that, that, that had sent the text. So we knew that they knew about us and the lifestyle and what we did and the podcast and everything. So there's, there's no secrecy here. They knew. Mm. But still this person persisted on them coming around without the other person knowing. So then it felt very, very uneasy to me. And i began to sort of shut down and be quiet and just listen to what they were saying. And up until the point I was like, no, you're not coming around on your own. You're not welcome on your own. You can come around with your partner and we can sit and discuss this. And that clearly upset them. Because then the atmosphere kind of changed and the nature of the the call changed. And we were told that we had to tell our kids and a senior member of the family who are in their 80s. And as you can imagine, there was many sort of emotions that that went through us. Fear. um, Upset. And it was basically just like putting our brain in a washing machine. Yeah. How did you feel, Mrs. N? Sick. I mean, at that stage, I had the phone call on loudspeaker. loudspeaker. Yeah, so, so you, I could you, hear. You heard everything. Yes, I did hear everything. Um, I was stunned that this person that has been in our lives for many years... Mm-hmm. Um, was actually saying what they were saying. So, um, but we also 
had that whole thing of uh, what do we do? I mean, we'd, we'd always talked about the possibility of, of of people using our photos and videos and things against us, mm. but we never ever for one minute dreamed it would be the family in this way. Yeah, and and it, I think it's important as well that we'd. I mean, we'd all really talked about stuff like this because, like you said mm. before, we always knew at some point it was bound to happen. Yeah, and I think telling the kids and our close family was always something because we've we've been so public. It's mm. always something that we um, were going to do. But to give it perspective, our youngest daughter is sixteen, and at sixteen, that's a very vulnerable age and we would have liked in our own time to have left that for a couple of years yes which was actually what i had said to um the, 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 the other family the member. other family member that had actually yeah. put that in the message in that the message, you know yeah. well i appreciate that their concern was uh, yeah. the kids finding things or being shown things and of course we we're aware that yeah friends could have found it they could have found it themselves on the internet and they Everything could have been busted years ago mm. or a year ago. Yeah, but we always said that we we always had in mind that we were going to tell the kids anyway. But we just felt that we wanted to tell them when we felt in, that our, they, yeah. in our time and when we thought that they were ready. Yeah, and the thing is as well that that's our choice. Yes, you know, right or wrong, that's our choice, and, and that's it's our business, yeah. and, and that's it. And that's how we that's our feelings on it. Nobody in life should be dictated to about what you tell and, and, and don't tell of, of your life. Yeah, exactly. You've got to bear in mind that nothing we do is illegal. <laughs> um, nothing we do is wrong. Um, but that wasn't the opinion of the person on the end of the phone. So we, uh, the conversation went on and they got very irate we tried discussing the book. We we actually said how proud we were of the podcast and the book that we've we've written. And they got very, very irate <laughs> and were swearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the phone call basically ended with, it's coming to your kids. It's very, very close. You tell them and you tell the senior member of the family now. They then said they were having no more to do with us, cutting us off. Yeah. And put the phone down. By this time, it was sort of about half 11 at night and we had a decision to make. Mm-hmm. And we just looked at each other and I think you, you said to, what do you want to do? What was going through your mind at that point? Obviously, my thought was I wasn't ready to tell the kids. Um, so I wasn't very happy about it. However, it was a case of, I would rather it came from us and they got, they got the truth. I mean, I I asked this person if they'd been drinking. It was, that was the level that I wasn't even sure if they were sober because I thought, how can anyone sober do this? Mm. (laughs) So we weren't sure if they were drunk, if, our daughter who was in the bedroom next to us was suddenly going to get a text yeah. from this person. Yeah. And like Mrs. N says, 
we wanted it to come from us. So we had no choice, but there was no way we were going to be blackmailed or put into a position um, to make us do something, you know, that, that we didn't want to do. We didn't, we didn't want, want them to hear it. So we went in there and we told our youngest daughter ourselves. She was still awake and we had to go in there and tell her, which at half 11 at night is not the ideal time. But as the last words on the phone call were, it's coming soon, we really didn't know what that meant. So we literally had no choice. It was a threat. And luckily for us, we have amazing kids. And our youngest daughter really took it in a stride, (laughs) which when you say, oh, by the way, we've got, you know, a really (laughs) successful podcast, a book, (laughs) Um, it's a bit like, not saying you're Clark Kent to Superman, I'm not no. saying that, but it is kind of saying you, you have a, a huge alter ego. I mean, I think it's important as well to mention that, you know, we didn't hide all of it from the kids. The kids were aware they, that... that they, they knew we did. We did events. We, they knew we did events at a club. Yeah. And they've they've seen some of our friends that have come round. Yeah. Um, such as Delicious Debs. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of our close friends who have been amazing. We'll come on to that in a minute. But yeah, we, we had to sit down and I spent... We had, we had quite a long conversation <laughs> with her, didn't we? How, how long were we there? About two at, hours? At least, yeah. We, we, we had a very, very late night. <laughs> Early morning, sort of yeah. three o'clock. Because you can't, it's not something, oh, by the way, yeah, yeah you know, your mum and dad are swingers. <laughs> See you <laughs> night. That's, that's an enjoyable story. Yeah. <laughs> and if, you know, anyone is listening... um making their decision on on what you do in this situation you basically you don't know you you don't know what you're going to do until you're in this situation but we pretty much damn well knew we weren't going to be blackmailed or threatened into i don't know what what the the motive was whether it was to to scare us into closing the podcast down and shutting everything down whether they thought we wouldn't tell the kids then um, they were wrong. Yeah. It's just made us more determined um, to make this more successful and bigger than ever because we believe that the work we do is for the good. Mm. You know, and obviously when, when we did tell our youngest, um, her reaction probably wasn't what I was expecting. I don't know whether... I don't really know what I was expecting, but I think I, I was probably expecting the worst. And that she would, you know, storm out or say, I hate you or... I think we've got two amazing kids. We have and the I, most amazing kids. Whether I was being naive or... I knew the bond that we've got. Yeah. And I know, I know, you know, it will... It can go in any way because mm. it, it's like a bomb being dropped on them. Yeah, absolutely. And... They have to come to terms with yeah. the fact that you've, you live this kind of different life. Our youngest daughter immediately thought either somebody had died. Yes, she did. Yeah. Or she thought we were getting divorced. Yeah. She said that to us. That, that was, you know, <laughs> why would we get divorced? We were mad about each other. 
but that was the level of seriousness she could see in my face yeah. when we walked in. And I was like, we've got to chat. We've got to have a chat. Um, my emotion was anger initially towards this person. Um, I despise hate. Hate is a wasted emotion. But at that moment in time, I hated them for what they had forced us into doing. Um, you could argue that by doing the podcast, making it public, <laughs> it, you know, we, we put ourselves in that position. Yeah. But I still think it was lower than a snake's belly to force us to tell a 16-year-old girl. Mm. If it come from someone else outside the family, I understand. But within the family itself, I have no words. No. No, absolutely. And unfortunately, it, it didn't kind of end there because we knew, obviously, we had to tell our eldest. Yeah. Um, so we didn't sleep that night at all. <laughs> no, we weren't going to... Our eldest obviously doesn't live with us. Um, so we uh, we decided that we would wait until morning because this was two, three o'clock in the morning and no text had arrived. Yes. So we probably thought we're safe. We did get another text at two o'clock in the morning, um, which was of a very different nature from said person uh, apologising but still maintaining you're going to tell them now yeah uh, so there was still an apology but then threats within it um, it's it's funny because it it's like with the initial text we had about six weeks ago they always start off with we're not telling you how to live your life. It's up to you what you do. But. But there's always a but <laughs> that comes after it. It is what it is. Yeah. And as we said, this is not to give that person who, who texts us airtime. No. We want to make that completely apparent. We just, we just wanted to be honest and let you guys know, obviously... <clears throat> the situation that we were put in um, because I'm sure there's other people out there that have either, can either relate to it and have been in that same situation or it might be something that happens in the future to somebody. Yeah, I mean, obviously over our main priority was our kids. Yes. It was nothing but the kids at that stage. Um, and after a couple of days um, and we chatted... And we knew the kids took it in their stride, amazingly. Well, I mean, in fairness, I do want to say, with our eldest, because she doesn't live with us, mm. it wasn't. we wanted to have a face-to-face -face conversation, but yeah. we didn't feel we had the time to be able to do that. Uh, it, we, 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 the next day was, we got some quite serious duties yes to perform we did the following day yeah so it was just physically the logistics was just physically impossible so we, we did it over video call yeah which you know wasn't what we wanted but it it was better than nothing yeah. uh, and it was as close as we could get to it was close as we could get to her at that time yeah again i was a coward because 
you explained it so brilliantly to well, our I, youngest. I, I think I, <laughs> one word I would not have described you as is a coward. I was just like, can you say it first? Because <laughs> you said it so well. You are definitely not a coward, Mrs. Anne. <laughs> you are a vixen. Uh, I am. <laughs> and... Um, it was it was just a surreal moment because we didn't really know what the motives were and and that's it. We're drawing the line in that. We don't know what the motives were. So we sat down with our eldest and we explained exactly the same as we explained to our youngest. Yeah. <clears throat> Her reaction was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. To the point where I burst into tears. It's very emotional. Yeah. But the reason I think most people keep it a secret is because of how people in the muggle world, as we're now calling it, wouldn't understand. Well, the family kind of proved that. Yes. Um, It was not obviously received in a positive way, and there can be a backlash. It was not a liberal response in any shape or form. No. Um... It was made quite obvious that apparently the whole family were... They'd they'd all talked about it and told uh, other members of the family. And we were told that the family was very angry and upset. We've not spoken to any of the other members of the family because um, if that's how they feel, they've not come to us. No, we've not been contacted by anybody else. So, you know, if, if, if they have issues or anything or there's anything they want to know like we said in the beginning with the first text message Mm. you know we are more than happy to sit and talk to you absolutely if you want to know anything we are quite open about it and we did put that message out yeah absolutely but nobody has come forward and to the the point as well because obviously um said person who sent us the message mentioned some names outed other people to us um, we, you know, got message to uh, a person within the lifestyle and it appears that all that they said wasn't quite true. Uh, that they weren't quite in the said lifestyle as much as they claimed. So, so then we didn't know what to believe and what was true no. and what wasn't true. And the trouble is, is, with things like that, you can get... You can get too wrapped up in it. You can. And, you know, we needed to sort of step back and say, look, we need to look at what's important. And to be honest, what had happened with said person was no longer important. What was important was our kids and us as well. Mm. It was, you know, looking out for ourselves. Yeah. So we didn't didn't want to make any more of what happened and try and... But we were really shaken. Very. We were really, really shaken up. And and hurt, incredibly hurt. Massively so. Massively so. And what do you do when you're in that situation? You talk. Yeah. You need to talk to someone. And for us, the people we talked to were our friends in the lifestyle. Um, people like that we bang on about week after week <laughs> that you're bored of listening to, like the, the gorgeous, busty and saucy... <laughs> The beautiful Mr. and Mrs. Foxy. Yeah. And uh, Naughty Little Secret. 
that's another couple who we adore, who we've got yeah. very, very close to because of personal circumstances over the last sort of uh, month or so. Yeah. So it, you become close to certain people in the lifestyle and... You know, our delicious Debs, bless her. Delicious Debs has just been... She has been a rock. Um, Tina Von Teese, Um Her wise, wise words just meant so much. Mr Foxy actually sat down and spent time, took time out, especially from his, his, his working life yeah. to go, look, guys, are you okay? That, you know, people bang on about what's important in life. There's two things, time and your health. Money, you can always make more money. You can always go out and do something, make more money. Money's not important. Your time is precious. So for Mr. Foxy to take a lot of his personal time out and working yeah. time yeah. and spend with us, um, and Mrs. Foxy as well, um, we just want you guys to know how incredibly grateful we were for that. Yeah. Um, and that helped get us through those initial few days. Um, and then we kind of talked amongst ourselves as, <laughs> endlessly, didn't we? Yeah, constantly. And we were thinking... It was every day. How are you feeling? What's going through your head? Yeah. Wasn't it? Communicating. Communication, as we always bang on about. And then we... we, we what you know there were times because I asked Mrs N it's like look do you want to close the podcast down shut everything down the events the podcast just shut it and and, you know our social media just shut the whole lot down and what was your response to that fuck no (laughs) (laughs) was my response (laughs) but you know that that was something we had to ask each other to make sure that we were on the same page yeah i know you know my attitude was fuck you <laughs> fuck you for putting us in this position and fuck you it will just make this bigger and stronger yeah and that's the last ever that we're going to talk about that situation yeah but then we started thinking about you our listeners and what the hell do you do? We are well established. People know us in this <laughs> lifestyle. What the fuck do you do if you just go to a club, but you don't personally know people? Yeah. How the fuck would we have dealt with it then? I don't know. If, if you're on your own, if, if, you're, if you're somebody that, that is a tea girl, that... that you know, you, your, your enjoyment, your, your kink, your, your escape from sometimes this very cruel life. What happens if your only escape is, is just being, you know, you dressing up and enjoying yourself and just having fun with like-minded people. What happens if you're a tea girl and, you, you know, you don't have really close friends in this lifestyle and you're put into a situation like us where do you go who do you talk to it's a bit awkward to to, you know share that kind of stuff with other people and we decided to turn the negative into a positive 
Absolutely. And we spoke to the amazing Tina Von Teese. <laughs> and we've decided... She is our goddess. We have decided to start something called Reach Out. The Reach Out Room. The Reach Out Room. And we've already got the gorgeous Roxy. Yeah. Uh, that you can always send your questions in. We've done that for, for months and months and months on the show. Um, if you've got you know questions and, and stuff like that. But we, you know, we realised how cruel the muggle world can be. And if we look at um, public figures that have been hounded and been pressed and about their private lives and about things that have happened, rightly or wrongly, people such as Caroline Flack, whether it was right or wrong, they then became a witch hunt. And that ultimately can lead to suicides. We're all guilty. We all, we all look at the social media, we all look at Google News and go, ooh, Oh, you know, look at that bit of gossip today. We're all guilty of it. I do. I do it. I'm guilty of it. And we want to create somewhere that is ultra safe. We, we want to be able to put a bubble around people so that they never, ever have to, to, to go through. And uh, they will go through it, but at least they've got an army of little pineapple people behind them. <laughs> Don't we? We do, exactly. And so we have, and it's Tina Von Teese's name, the Reach Out Room. Yeah. And it's going to be on our Discord, and it's for anybody, all-inclusive, guys, single ladies, couples, tea girls. We don't give a fuck whether you're straight, bi, non-binary. You are all... Welcome to our Reach Out Room. Is it, I think it's important to say as well that the Reach Out Room will work differently to the other rooms that are on our Discord. Yeah. So it, it won't be where other people can see what you've written. <laughs> we don't want to make this public. No, exactly. Th- this, this is solely for the person using it. Yes, so they feel safe and they know that they can just speak to somebody um, without having to worry about other people's opinions and everything else. Yeah. And we hope, we've not spoken to everybody yet, we would love our some of our more experienced um, people in the lifestyle from different aspects of the lifestyle. Um, we're calling on, on all our little helpers out there. <laughs> all our little pineapples. <laughs> that we, we've already spoken to Tina and yes. Tina's going to be involved. So you've got, if you're, you know, say for instance, you're a tea girl and you're in a similar situation, you're being blackmailed or threatened or, or whatever the circumstance is. You've got Tina Von Teese behind you. Ooh. So your bully is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got friends who are just a message away um, and and you can call upon them. And it's just support for you um, and someone to talk to. And once you've, once you've spoken, it was like us, wasn't communication was the key to the escape it was definitely and in in fact and i think i could quite honestly say now 
that part of us want to say thank you yeah to that person yeah you did us the biggest favor yeah, you absolutely did and your um actions whatever your motives were have created a positive that maybe might save someone's life exactly so thank you and i really honestly mean that yeah with all the love my hour of hatred is long gone oh gosh yes i'm no longer angry um i send it back with love yeah definitely so our link to our discord room will be on our program notes week in week out and there will be that special room reach out that you can go directly to it's not going to cost you a penny it's going to be free you can download the discord app um it's always free to have an to vixen chat server yeah um massive massive thank you to mr horny who just runs everything and is just again another totally selfless beautiful soul in this life and um you know we, we just can't thank him enough for, for all that he's done for us and now we're going to lighten things up yeah with our very very special guest <laughs> i still can't quite believe that we're doing this so we never ever thought this guest would ever be on our show <laughs> We'd like to mention it was their idea to do this. Absolutely. So, yeah. We haven't we haven't coerced and we <laughs> We are known for grooming. We are known for grooming, but grooming. we haven't we haven't in this situation. Mrs. N will will Mrs. N will will sort of yes, twist your arm to come on the show <laughs> and other things. It's usually bribery. Yes. <laughs> uh, but this guest is our daughter. It is. And she wanted to come on the show and reaffirm that if your secret gets out, it ain't bad. It's not the end of the world. No one's died, you know, no one's physically hurt. And we want to show the positives that can come from it. Absolutely. So here she is, <laughs> sitting quietly in the corner. Bless her. <laughs> and we're going to call her, for her own protection and her own privacy, NJ. Yeah. Mrs. N, or Miss N, Julia. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I've gone Australian. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching too much Home no, and No, it's because I was at work the other day and uh, I was getting very passionate about just something to do with work and one of the workers was like why are you going australian for i was like oh i don't know maybe so you, it's my alter ego you've learned something about yourself yeah. you're a, you're a closet australian <laughs> can i just say as well um when you were talking about said younger sister when you told her i think you should have just walked in and gone we're swingers <laughs> bye <laughs> That would have been great. <laughs> oh, the love of an older sister. You know, if you did it to me, I just would have been like, all right, sound. <laughs> you, you probably would have done. You yeah. probably would have done. You probably yeah. wouldn't have even looked up from what you were watching. at the It was probably Geordie Shaw or something back then. Probably. <laughs> yeah, in fairness, I mean, I, I think I did say 
at one point, I think the kids know more about sex than we do because of programmes and things that they have. What I used to be mortified you used to watch Geordie Shaw. Wow. It is what it is. <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> so, NJ, when we initially told you, mm. what was your initial reaction? Well, when you rang me, yeah. my first thing, I my eyes was like wide open, like what the fuck is going on here? What did you think we were going to say? I don't know. I thought you were giving me an intervention. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to tell me off. <laughs> That's what it was. Because I thought, God, they're sitting next to each other. This looks serious. I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. See, that's the difference. The younger one thinks there's something wrong with you two. And I think that I'm the one that's getting in trouble. That tells you something about your character. Um, you're, you're in your 20s, to, to add a little bit of background. Yeah. So you're in your 20s and early 20s. We're not, we're not that old. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, some of us are. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so when... Initially, I obviously I thought that I did something wrong, um, and I believe if you remember when you first told me, I think I was just there like, yeah, okay. You did actually say, "Is that is that it?" Yeah, like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the one bit of the conversation was, which I think was just hilarious. Mrs. N has her issue. Yes. Your sexual issue. I do. <laughs> Oh, yes. I see where you're going with this Oh, one. God, yeah. Yes. I just re- remembered that. The yes. anal-only issue. Yes. And you're like... Which is oh. not something we've ever really told the kids. But it's not something you, you really sit around the Christmas table and, and go... discuss. Yeah. A bit more stuffing. Oh, by the way, I love a bit of anal. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing that. Well, but like with the big family. <laughs> see what gets put out. I can't see the cracker jokes going down <laughs> above that. But... Yeah, so so you, initially you thought you were in trouble. Then obviously we, we gave the information and told you. What was your thought then? Do you know what? I didn't even really have much at the time. Don't get me wrong. I think when you first told me, I'm very placid. And, <laughs> and I just wasn't really that bothered. But I will be honest, when a few hours passed, because I, I did my... Digging. Digging. <laughs> yeah. Um, to a certain extent, obviously. Um, and I, But I sat through the podcast and it did sink in a little bit more. I, honestly, it did, at, at a point, I was a bit like, hmm, okay. Yeah. And I'd text you. You did. Didn't I? It's you be- did. It's because we've always been, I mean, it's your mum and, I'm, you know, your stepdad. Mm-hmm. You, it's suddenly two characters that that's not how you know us yeah because it's not yeah. m- meant to be how you know it's not a natural thing and then all of a sudden you're presented with it so it's, that's not your issue but then you, know? you look at it vice versa and it's like i pro i even told you all the stuff that i've done i don't want you to tell exactly, me all the stuff but, exactly. but that's what i mean like I it's just, a- like it doesn't matter if so, if I told you, you're not going to look at me any different on what I've done. No, not at all. I mean, what, back in the day when I was younger going down the <laughs> down the, the <laughs> golf course in the snow and I was drinking pure Glen's vodka, <laughs> you, you still love me to this day. Absolutely. Even though I've got a right bollocking for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I wait, no, that's another time. It probably <laughs> 
You didn't get that much of a bollocking for no, it, I did didn't. You? you probably think you did at the time. Yeah. But, and that's the thing. It's... I mean, we, we've always, I like to think that we've brought you up, that, you know, you need, you need to experience things in life. Mm. And I'd like to think that we've given you the freedom to be able to experience things. And we've also always said to you, look, we are, we are always here for you if you need us. However, there are things that we don't need to know. Yeah, but I think, and I've, now that I've posted, obviously everything's been processed for me and stuff, like, I can happily say I really don't care about what you both do and how you choose to live your life. Because, like I've said to you in previous conversations, I'd ra- if, if I was, like, in your shoes, I'd rather live the way that you're living your life than stuck in a really boring, horrible, n- nasty, shit marriage. That you're not happy in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. just be living a boring life. I mean, you know, it is perfectly okay to have a boring life if you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. If you're happy, yeah. Clearly, there are marriages out there where people are frustrated and not so happy as they portray. Yes. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, I totally understand what, what you mean. So, did you have a perception on swingers and the lifestyle before this no no and i'm gonna say this because when someone says swingers yeah. all it reminds me of was um oh jacqueline and Don- donald off benadorm <laughs> <laughs> is that our new nicknames <laughs> yeah oh shit but you look but like watching like even though they're characters you watch it on benadorm and mm. How happy they are, how carefree they are. They really don't care. Yeah, and it's true. just like, why does it matter? I just think if you told me, like, if I did know or I didn't know, I still wouldn't care. It's just one of them where it just doesn't bother me. What, yeah. what would you say, say for instance, your sister hadn't have taken it so well? Because mm. she's, you know, she's too young to be on the podcast. She's, she's not 18. But say your sister, she took it really well. She, she did really take cool. it phenomenally well. And pretty much the same attitude as you've got. Um, and bless her, she even, like, I think what your work you've done is really supportive. She she actually said how proud she was of you know. what we'd achieved with the podcast. Yeah, just, just yeah. And the book. Because there's bits in there that... She we, did say, she's, I don't know. want to read the book. She had read some reviews <laughs> she, of the book. The book's, she's 16, she's yeah, too she, young to read exactly, the book. Exactly, which we said. And we did say to both of you, didn't mm-hmm. we? You know, I don't... We suggest that you don't go looking at certain parts but then yeah. if you go get your internet spade and you go dig in <laughs> yeah that's your that, well, we can't help that i'll admit i accidentally went on <laughs> on what on twitter but i only got so far down and i was like oh no let's, go, <laughs> let's just cancel that one let's just keep that one off off for now what would you say to your sister or somebody else out there who was put in the same situation that you were forced into none of this is on you this, some of this is our decision that, yeah. that we did this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, the the other force of it was the phone call that we got. So this was all forced upon you. None of this was your decision. Mm. What would you say to somebody of a similar age or younger or in a similar situation that they're told, that they're perhaps told that their dad's a tea girl? Mm. The parents are swingers. 
They're into BDSM. Yeah, they're into kink and fetish. Yeah. And they, they're struggling with it. What would you say to them? Talk to them. To the parents? Yeah. I'd just be honest, like, just tell them how you feel. Yeah. Because if you're sitting in your room, stewing over it, mm. you, it's not going to get you anywhere. You're just going to make yourself feel worse. And then you, it, it just leads you down a like a spiral staircase of into like a pit of just you you form your own emotions your own anger like that's how anger occurs from isn't it because you you let it just build up in your head yeah i'd just talk to them i really would because i said the exact same thing to said a younger sister i said talk to you both yeah because i said because not only even though obviously you're going through it yourself but I, I do admit a little bit of you has got to also sit there and think, but how are they feeling about it though? Because even though you're feeling a type of way... Yeah, but that's because yeah. that's you're an amazing person. Yeah. That you well, think that. not everyone can be me, can they? <laughs> <laughs> that's so modest too. <laughs> but no, I, it's like I said, I said, just be honest, just talk. Because if, like I say, if you don't, you're just going to end up b- bottling everything up yeah. and actions become worse mm. like well thoughts become into actions and mm. you you just doesn't you don't know where it's going to lead so i'd i'd say to be able to just of in your own time obviously take your time to process it handle it how you want to handle it but when you are ready to just sit down and be like mm-hmm. just want to ask questions just want to have a normal conversation do i it. mean you you actually gave me some really good advice because i said to you all along i'm i'm worried about your younger sister mm because she took it so well but then I was like after a couple of days when it's had time to sink in how is she feeling now mm. and you said to me just give her a bit of time yeah we said just let her process it and then you know and we always said look if there's anything you want to talk to us about we'll talk about anything and yeah. she knows she can talk to us about anything but that was such good advice because although how hard it is because you you constantly I don't know whether you feel the same Mr N but you're constantly looking for reassurance. Yeah. That are you sure you're okay? It's that yeah. constant. You're not just saying it, are you? And I need to know. That's why I said to my sister that you need to also communicate back. I said because you're both. I did say to her. I said no doubt you're both going to be sitting there still thinking like worrying, worrying yeah. because you've not spoken. Yeah. And I know not everyone's you can easily communicate with families and whatever they're going through but I mean even if it's something like a text even if you're just sitting upstairs some people prefer texting than speaking face to face that's a good idea because a natural emotion is embarrassment yeah because we we can all talk about things but sex is a difficult thing to talk about with your parents and family whatever I can totally understand that so you might not be able to face to face talk to them it might just be too cringeworthy difficult to do yeah so you can uh, just text yeah just send a text like you could be sitting in one room like in one room and they're in the other and you just say look I don't feel comfortable talking to you face to face but I'll text you about it Mm. absolutely or anything or some like text phone call as long sometimes people struggle with face to face contact yeah Mm. um I do because I don't necessarily like enjoy people half the time but <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is um, 
but so and it is easy it is a lot more reassuring for yourself and a lot more comfortable for yourself if you're if you do just send a text or mm. ring about it instead mm. but you've also got to do it in your own time when you're ready like i said when you've had time to process it had a bit of space yeah obviously just don't feel pressured either i think something you brought up as well during the conversation this is because if you like us we we were forced to put it onto our kids Mm. we were forced to put it onto our kids the kids then can't rush off and go shit who do i share this with because yeah. if you share it, especially if they're young teenagers, mm. uh, in the case of our younger daughter, you tell your friends that you you could you're opening yourself up to just getting the piss ripped out of you. Oh yeah, it, it was quite a funny moment because she did say to us, "Can I talk to my friends about it?" And oh, then she she wanted to just yeah. Me and you just turned <laughs> around, and it was literally in unison. <laughs> went no. <laughs> But that that wasn't fear of us. That no. was fear of her. Yes. And then when we explained the reason why we she, didn't think it was a good she idea, she suddenly thought, suddenly thought we wore capes and were really cool. Yeah. And so that wasn't. Well, I thought the same thing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when you told me, I was like, "You're going to tell me you're billionaires now?" Then. Uh, <laughs> we wish. Uh, that was a bit. <laughs> that was a bit disappointing. Uh, yeah. The one thing I loved that you said, uh, and I felt it immediately once we'd spoken to both of you was I felt so much closer to mm. both of you. And I just felt like our bond, because we're, we're close anyway. Yeah. But I just felt it, it was just like unbelievably. But you turned around and you said, but we, we've we always been that way. Yeah. We've always been that close. Yeah. But then obviously I think when you look at it from someone else's point of view, sometimes I think, I think that's how things can get can kind of just take a turn for other people sometimes mm. people think that because we're so close people get yeah why didn't you tell me then why yeah. didn't you do this yeah or, so, so it works yeah, the other way as much as they're hurt because yes. we didn't tell you yeah but i think that's when like i said the whole take the time to sit and process it yeah. realize why they didn't tell you or whatever i'm i'm just gobsmacked that you've managed to keep something like this for me for like out that long <laughs> I'm like I'm shooketh, shooketh. I'm shooketh. I think the thing is as well is to put into context the level people are at. Yes. In yeah. the naughty hobby. Absolutely. So if you go out and you just go to a club once every couple of months, six times a year, yeah, and that's all you do. Mm. You nobody needs ever know. They might find out. I, I tell you this. It, it's everyone's biggest fear that they, they go to a local... or oh, we can't go to a local club because we might bump into someone you know. We always say, if you're in there, they're in there as well. For the same reason, usually. Yeah. They're looking for the same thing. Exactly. You're not going to be, you know, mm. outed by anyone like that. But w- within the online sort of thing like fab swingers there's every chance somebody in any circumstance can be outed yeah there's always a chance yeah so if it happens and like us you can't contain it it's not the end of the world no it's not and and i i it's it irritates me a bit of when people are being outed why do you need to be outed for like why can't you just let people do what they want to do it's like with what we've gone through 
and the position that you both got put in to tell like us I just think it's wrong because mm. it's just a bit like hang on a minute we don't not we're not like telling you what to do in your life we're not judging what you choose to do how you choose to live we've we like all of us know people that have changed their like the Sex, sexuality sexual, sexual, yeah. and things like that and it's just we're not bothered it is what it is it's as I keep saying, it's 2023. We're not in the dark ages <laughs> anymore. That was one of your first things you said to us, wasn't it? Which like, was so funny. And it, but I think it's it with what we went through. It then reminded me on how there are people that are still in the dark ages. Let's yeah. say because, but that's their opinion. It is, and at the end of the day, we are still the same people that they've known for ever. How long? Yeah. It's just we have hmm. this difference. You know, we just... You have a different life choice. Yeah. Just because they don't live their life like that doesn't mean that you can't. One of the most amazing things about going to a club, or the the club we go to, which is Mm. called Liberty Elite, is there's a saying there amongst everybody that you leave your judgment at the door. Yeah. And that's half the escape. Yeah. Probably three quarters of the escape. Mm. That you could just go in there and you might see... A lady who's size 24, 26, whatever, in a tiny outfit, mm. you know, that she could not wear anywhere else. Yeah. Nobody will judge her. No. If anything, other women and gentlemen will go up and say, you look fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Because they do. Where did you get your outfit from? Exactly. I hear that all the time. Where did you get Top your outfit tips. from? That's great. All the time. You might see a lady who's got less curves than anyone else and she might be showing off a lot more flesh than she could in a normal nightclub there's no judgment no not no. at all there's no judgment at all no that there are as we mentioned last week delicious debs there are guys that go there who have impotence problems they go there because they can meet socialize have sexy fun with mm. the opposite sex and not feel they let, let anyone down. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, there's like a stunt double to step in. <laughs> Tag team. Yeah. yeah. But you learn, Relay. you learn all this and you think, your initial reaction is, fucking hell, everyone's so nice. They are. So kind. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. But it takes some getting used to. And, and, you know, like I say, I'm very proud that it's made me a much more tolerable person, much more open I think person. I think both of us are better people for it. 100%. I uh, think we've, I mean, I we've always been very loving and caring, <clears throat> but I think we're even more loving and caring. Yeah. And especially just to complete strangers. Absolutely. Which, put yourself in the situation that if you were in a pub... Mm. Would you walk up to a complete stranger and say, I think you look absolutely amazing? With their partner standing next to them. Oh, absolutely not. I'll get decked. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that is the, that's the difference. Yeah. You know, people laugh and giggle about swingers clubs and things like that, but they are such an amazing environment to be in because you're safe. And yeah. The, 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 the weird thing is, <laughs> it's for people... 
you go in there and you know, I mean, not all couples in in clubs swap or have sex with other people. No, not they just at go all. there to have sex with themselves. But you go into a place that you know there will be people that will be looking to have sex with other people. Yeah, and they'll come up to you, you in the bar and say, "Your wife looks absolutely stunning. What beautiful dress, whatever." And no one's looking for a fight. No one's going to go, are you looking at my wife? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've gone to the wrong place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. And it's something Tina, Tina Von Teese, we've got to get her, get her back on the show. Yeah. Absolutely get her I think, back on. I think we need to get her on sooner rather than later. And it was something Tina said. So we spoke to Tina and she said something beautiful. She said she knew we were going to do this programme. Yeah. And her advice to us was, don't go on there seeking any sort of revenge. Which we said, no, 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 we're not doing that. And she went, no, listen to me. Because <laughs> that's what Tina does. Yes. And if, if Tina says, listen, you listen. Yeah. Um, she said, because it's like the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, think, think of the cowboys and the Indians. Mm. OK Corral. And uh, it was the last standoff. The Indians attacking the cowboys and, mm-hmm. and the fort got smaller and smaller and smaller. And that, that's what you do, like you were saying, NJ, mm-hmm. that if you stop talking, even to the other side, that this has happened, yeah. you know, and, and, every, and communication just breaks down, then that fort gets smaller and smaller and smaller and you become isolated. Yeah. So if there's just two of you, a couple in, involved in this, and you go, oh God, I'm so embarrassed, I can't talk. You are literally making your fault smaller. You're, yeah. You're cutting yourself off. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Massively. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just beautiful of Tina to, mm. to describe. And that's why we want people like Tina supporting our... In the research room. Research? No, research! <laughs> we're, not, we're not probing them. <laughs> Maybe that's another room we should have. A probing room. A probing room. You might have to charge for that one. Jeez. Tina might offer that. She might well do. She's a female dominatrix. I've got a voice going through my head now. Oh, God. Sorry. Our our reach out room. That was the one. You do realise everyone's just going to call it a probing room. I know, I know. So it's our reach out room. And that's why we want people like Tina in it. Yeah. To, to help support because she knows this lifestyle like no other. Mm. She is, she's top woman. Yeah. And I'm sure some of our other friends, you know, our gorgeous friends that we talk about who are very experienced in life, like Mr. and Mrs. Foxy. Yeah. Um, and, and the advice that they give, gave to us that got us through. It did. And it was very positive advice. There was no negativity in there whatsoever. No. And it's so easy, isn't it, for you to just automatically focus on the negatives. And, and it wasn't one of hate. No. It wasn't one of, you know, there was disbelief. Um, there was some anger. There was hurt. Hurt and anger that this had been done to us. Mm. But it was then, you know, right, you know you are worth more than this. Yeah. You know, be 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 beautiful people. And so I'm thinking of Tina's words and it's like, if the other side of the family hear this podcast and hear this episode, 
the invitation is there for you to come on or even just to talk to us yeah you know which we said all along you, you we might are, feel, we you, are here you might feel completely ashamed and and kind of not going on your fucking public podcast that's yeah. cool yeah this is our choice to sit here it's nj's choice to sit here it's mrs n's choice to sit here yeah and that's cool if you want to just talk to us in private that's totally cool but if you do want to come on and give your side and and whatever in a peaceful manner with love you're always welcome mm. always and you know that's the only way like tina said that you hit resolve is through communication it is it is so i want to ask nj go on then <laughs> obviously it's been a few days since mm-hmm. you found out yeah is there anything that you've been dying to ask that you've not asked us yet? Hmm. Be honest. Well, it's really embarrassing questions you can now ask. Yeah. Right, let's have a think. <laughs> Bearing in mind, we already kind of discovered that my issue, that my medical issue that I have, yeah. which means now makes me uh, an anal only yeah person exit only enterer <laughs> i like that <laughs> she's got more knowledge than us See, this is what i mean but just tell the listeners what what did you say to me when we when i announced that that's what what i was <laughs> i think i think i said it's all right on it as well <laughs> your exact words were it's all right mom i've had it up the bum yeah <laughs> You've got to experience these things, haven't you? <laughs> oh, God. You can, right, you can either sit in the back on the fence, knowing full well you've done it and just scowl your nose at everyone, or you can just have fun and admit you've done it anyway. You say, this is why I love you. Um, <laughs> questions. I've, the only one I could think of at the moment, off the top of my head, is when you go to your events yeah and your clubs your clubs and your parties and stuff yeah what was it like for you on your very first time doing it okay because i i know that what the very first time we went to the, to a club or the very first time we or both could do both. both okay so this is like real fucking surreal so the very first time anyone else was involved in our sex life. Mm. We started very, very slowly. So it was just the fantasy. Yeah. The fantasy then went, there was something called Yahoo Chat years and years ago. Years and years ago. You could go on Yahoo Chat and just talk. And you could have a webcam. Mm and flash that was it the <laughs> webcam was shit it looked you couldn't tell if it was a puppy with a pink nose or a tit <laughs> it was about two pixels oh right uh and so it started with fantasy and just fun yeah and we got talking to the same person for three years mm yeah i know we didn't we didn't rush into it i can no, tell you that because it was safe yeah we knew that person didn't want anything else yeah and we found out they were in the army 
Oh, they're dirty fuckers, they are. <laughs> <laughs> An I'm officer. Officer and gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was away a lot. He was quite high up, we discovered, in the army. Oh. And he became like a friend. Mm. Yeah, he did. And... Still is. It was just, you know, like you Hang have... Hang on, pause that. Do I know him? No. no. You, don't, right. know. you don't know anyone. And when I say still is, I mean we still chat. Okay. I think it's probably fair to say we would not play with anyone in the vanilla world. No. That we know. No. I never have done and never probably would no, do. No, no, no. Do you remember what, sorry, do you remember when I asked you yes, about this? Oh, like, yes. And if it was one of your close friends? Yes. Yes. Right, no. No, we didn't think no, of definitely that. I would have just been the cherry on the cake. <laughs> no, I would have absolutely died. We yeah. are a bit naughty because we do. We have a very, very close friend who we absolutely adore, uh, love him to bits, and we we do tease, don't we? He, he makes, he makes out, jokes yeah. that we're swingers and everything else. Does he and not? We, we just probably. No, we do, well, I don't. I know. I don't think he does. Right. I don't think he does. Um, but he does make joke about us being swingers and everything. And, and, you know, we play along with it. But little does he know that the things that we tell him are actually true. <laughs> oh, bless it's, it. It's, yes. called, it's called hiding in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. If you, brilliant. You, if, yeah. You tell, if you would have told you before you knew, we're just off to the swingers club tonight, what would you have said? Never mind. Yeah, all right, I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but it, you know, you can get away with jokes. It's called yeah. hiding in plain sight. But And then if he did find out, we'd say, well, we did tell you. <laughs> We weren't lying. Yeah. No, you weren't. <laughs> Technically, you weren't. It's very smart. It is very smart. No, it's very clever. But so, so he, he so he became like a friend. And one day he said to us, "He lived on the other side of the country. There was mm. no way we were ever going to meet. No, clubs were not. We didn't know anyone. We didn't even know we were swingers or anything like that. And he said, "I'm passing your house." Do you want to just meet? Just literally meet? And that was the first time. Mm. But it could have fucked everything up. Yeah, massive risk. What, so he just came around the house? Yeah. Mm. When was this? 2010. 2010. You and your sister weren't here. You, no, neither of We, we had the house to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, saucy buggers. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Ah. And that we lived off that for seven years. Just it, that one person? Just that one person for seven years. It was just a kink, you know, like... It was the only one time we've ever met. We've never met him again. It was just like a kink. Just, he's, he, you know, he's obviously, he gets... Um, posted. Posted. Um, That's mad how he was literally just like, I'm just passing yours. It literally popping. was, yeah. He was, he was doing the marathon yeah. the following day. Yeah. He didn't he do, didn't very, do well. very well. <laughs> <laughs> but he could have screwed everything up. <laughs> yeah. And he, in in fairness to him, he he'd never done anything like that before either. So you're all. It, that, I think that's quite nice, though, the fact that you're all kind of new to it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was wonderful, which is why we lived off it for such a long time. And and I was very much. I I don't want to be doing anything with lots of people and yeah and, the, and stuff like that. So. Then the club, obviously, because you know my background of where I've worked, yeah. entertainment things. So the club was like his idea. The first time we walked, <laughs> that was my idea. Mother, it's not time to throw people under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so we we walked in and I got talking to the owner. And but the minute I walked in, it was just like I'm home. Mm. That's how it felt. It was just like it was like walking into uh you've you've I don't think if you've ever been into like a, a gay 
gay club or no but i've got ideas and you know like you, you go into a gay club because there's less trouble there people aren't looking to glass you you know or fight or or mm. whatever and it's like that it is it's just it, like it, that. it was like walking into a club where everyone's just really friendly there's not there's not a lot of alcohol drunk no. yeah because people go there for other that was another question okay okay i was wondering mm. you don't still drink do you we don't, no, drink. We don't no. drink. No, I thought you were going to then tell me. So I was actually going to be more gobsmacked <laughs> if you started telling me you started drinking alcohol. We no, don't drink. No, we don't drink. The last time I had anything alcoholic to drink was many Christmases or birthdays ago. Um, you had a prosecco, didn't you? <laughs> when was that? <laughs> oh no! This has suddenly <laughs> turned into food and wine. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? No, I, had a I, was, I had a Baileys. Oh, a, I thought you told me you had like a champagne or something. Birthday thing. No, we did when we got married. Our daughter is oh. not shocked by a threesome, but shocked that you had a Prosecco in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last time we had, a, I had an alcoholic drink because oh. neither of us really drink. So, no. So, yeah, there's a lot. To kind of explain it, there's a licensed bar at the front. There's no nudity. No one jumps on anyone. No. <laughs> It's just that you would go in, you would not know it from a normal club. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the back, there's like a spa room. Oh, they've got a jacuzzi. Loads of beds. A jacuzzi that That's fits jacuzzi. like 24 people but in. I might just go just for the spa. I don't blame you. People go who don't play. Yeah. They people just go. People go just to socialise. We know a couple that used to go purely just to dance. Yeah. Because there's a dance floor and there's a DJ. And I, I understand that as well because... If you go to a normal club or a normal bar or a normal pub or anything, mm. you get the arseholes. Yeah. yeah. And if you, if people are choosing to go to somewhere like where you guys go, yeah. where it's, there's no drama, there's no judgment, there's no nothing, mm. I can't fault that There's at only all. drama if, the, if everybody eats the buffet before I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone better not nick them cheese and pineapple sticks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. See? Hang on, they've got a buffet? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love a buffet. <laughs> See? But here's the thing. If people who weren't genuinely interested in the lifestyle were let in, the first thing they would do is point yeah. and have judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not genuinely at that level or... But do you know what I kind of see that as? I see that as a negative person. Hmm. Because I feel like people are so quick nowadays to just jump on the defence and jump on the negative side of it all rather than actually sit down, talk to you about it, realize, like get to know it a little bit more and realise how happy it actually makes you. Yeah. No, everyone's too bothered about how it's making them feel. It's not that at all. It's about, mm. it's, do you know what I mean? It's about how, it's, how happy you are in your life and how interesting yeah. it actually is. Yeah. When, when, when we first went, we were absolutely shitting ourselves. Oh, I was terrified. Because you have this mental image that it's going to be people in, in the club uh, that are going to probably jump on you or... I don't look at anybody. I thought if I look at them and they look back at me, they're going to think I want to have sex and I don't. <laughs> it is. That's exactly how I felt the first time we went. Yeah. And, and even to this day, people that met us that very first time, even like 
what, five years later, yeah. always say, God, I remember you when you first many, walked many in. Years. You were like yeah. a little lamb. We literally were like clinging onto the bar up the corner. It was about seven years ago. Was it seven years ago? COVID. And it was just, oh my God, it was, yeah, horrendous until this lovely couple started talking to us about camping and holidays. They were just oh, opened up just, Yeah, just come and join the conversation and we got chatting about holidays and one thing and another. They that, were, that's the weird thing. You know, like in a pub, you'll see people that, that won't talk. Yeah. In a club, you, you could just go up to a stranger and talk. Yeah. And I like them people. I do. And the other thing is as well, people, you won't get lads going in groups because that's not what it's about. No. So people, women will go on their own. Mm. We've seen women go to the club on their own just for safety. Because We've, we've got an amazing friend called Fanny Ann. <laughs> she is just beautiful. She lives right down south. Mm. Very, very close friend. She listened to our podcast and she drove all the way up to come to our event to meet us on her own. She walked in that place by herself and she, she is now one of the best, best friends we have. Oh. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about communication, telling people how powerful communication is. I think you've said yourself, and you're not even involved in the lifestyle, but we've brought you up that way that you know communication, and we're so proud. I've always been comfortable, like always. Mm. I mean, because we're obviously, I have a split family. Yeah. There is always. I don't know from anyone else's point of view, but there is always, you have the side that you are really, really comfortable with. Mm. And then you do have the side that you still are comfortable with, but you just wouldn't go into too much detail about it doesn't things. Mean, doesn't mean you love that side. No, anyways. exactly. Yeah. But like, like I said, we've, we've always, well, you both have always been the side that if I was literally anything, it would be, I'd ring you. It I could know. be the slightest thing. Yeah. The slightest thing, like the the pettiest thing, I could ring you up about it, but you'd still sit there and and I think that's why your your reaction, my reaction to what you told me is based is purely because of how you brought me up. So you've really only got to thank yourselves for it, to be honest, because of how you both were with with me and sister. So that means an awful lot. Yeah, it's massive. Am I pulling on your heartstrings? Yeah, stop it. You'll get me, <laughs> you'll get me weeping. <laughs> but you have no idea how incredibly proud we both are of you and your sister. Mm. Incredibly proud. When lockdown came, yeah. how did you do, what did you do in lockdown? Wrote a book. You wrote a book. <laughs> was that the book? That yeah. was the book. Oh, so you actually did, like, you got into the whole... We just we just went before because I, th- I thought yeah. the book was the first very thing. I no, thought it all no, stemmed no. from the book. The, 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 the no. book we, we wrote the book for ourselves. It was almost like a diary, wasn't it? Yeah, we we had no plans to um, publish it or anything. It was something that um, it was more. I, I you wanted to do, wasn't it? it? it, it was, I think your mom is fucking amazing. In as much as don't start, she started as a person <laughs> that would cry at the thought of sex because of her issue. Mm. And it's like, this is a really inspirational story. 
so I, I went to her and I'm like, do you want to tell this story? Mm. No dream of the book even being published. It was just, you know me, I can't sit still. So yeah. locked down and I'm locked in a room, thanks to Boris. Locked in a room, can't do anything. Um, meanwhile, he's partying. Fuck you, Boris. F- yeah, cheeky fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's partying and I'm locked in a room. And I'm like, do you want to tell this story? And it, so then it gave me a chance to, to kind of just structure it didn't it and put it into chapters for you and I let your mum tell her story so it's your mum's story right from her losing her virginity at 18 I'll have you know missus yeah all right. (laughs) I don't really think you're in the moral high ground sexually actually that's true (laughs) (laughs) so yes so it's your mum's story from right from then right up until going to those clubs and experience mm. and it, it's it's a sexual story which is why we didn't share it with the family you know it's very 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 personal um it's very explicit <laughs> and it was just honest and we then sent it to a publisher and we were amazed went this is fucking good mm. We weren't expecting that. No. We, we sent it for a laugh. We did. Yeah. But that's how most books do well, isn't it? Yeah. Or uh, anything. And and the publisher was offered us this crap deal where we were like getting like nothing. Um, and we were just like, fuck it. We'll, we'll put the, the book out there ourselves, which we did. And then, then came the podcast and the events it was all by accident it was it was never planned it's just kind of happened do you know what out of the whole thing i'm still shocked that you've kept it you well you did keep it a secret <laughs> for that long <laughs> honestly <laughs> it's it's for that's what's threw me the most <laughs> that i didn't how did i not find out <laughs> there you go well your sister was a little bit more when when we obviously had to tell her she went i'm not stupid i've seen things yeah she <laughs> said, what she she said. said that to me <laughs> she did say that to me she was always like i mean i've seen things i kind of had an idea i mean i've always wanted to be in a position where both of you feel comfortable enough to talk about sex and you could come to us if you wanted any advice or you just wanted to talk i didn't i didn't want it to be that embarrassing oh, i can't speak to mom and you know yeah and I, to be fair i i'm glad it's like that because i'd hate to be in a position where i couldn't yeah be open and honest with things and that's why we're creating the reach out room yeah that's what it's all about yeah it's sometimes quite a lonely hobby. Yes. And and so... Unless you're around. And it's not Hobbies, something... That, as we call them. It might be something that they just do once every couple of months. Yeah, this is the thing. The, the reason we don't like, and people know we don't like the word lifestyle, which is why we call it the naughty hobby, mm. is because people in the naughty hobby dip in and out of it. So yeah. if, if you're homosexual, that's intrinsic into who you are it's part of how you're made up yeah you know you are it's just you and and you're beautiful and it's just you but if you are in this lifestyle that might be just something it's shunned it's like shunned upon isn't it it's it's just something that it's a naughty hobby it's just a pastime it's just occasional it's just what you do in your private life Yeah. yeah so 
it, there's a difference between something being intrinsic, being inside someone, but there's no support for this. No. No. There's nothing. It's, and I think it's a bit sad, really, because, like, we've obviously, like I said, with what we've like had to witness and what we've experienced, uh, well, with what you both have and what I've witnessed you experiencing, it's... It just proves that there needs to be more things out there for people that are going through the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. But like we said, it's not the end of the world because hmm. it's just life. Like you said, we we get loads of other things back, but we can't get time and health and happiness, happiness back. Yeah. Very well said, my lovely. So with that, I think that's a perfect way to end the show. I agree. With our most beautiful guest <laughs> thank you we never ever thought if anyone wants me back let me know <laughs> to answer more questions yeah thank you so much it's okay not just for today but for being you yes well like I said that's down to both of you so we're going to switch the machine off now before we all start <laughs> weeping thank you very much Remember, if this show has affected you in any way, um, there's a reach out room. That's what it's all about. And there's our Discord, and there's always people on there that you can chat to. And um, you, can, you can always contact us as normal, yeah. can't they? Through um, the usual channels, which are. The normal channels are you can contact us on Fab Swingers, if for events and things like that. We are the Naughty Couple, spelled N A U G H T Y C P 1. You can also contact us via email, which is Naughty Couple, N A U G H T Y C P 1 at yahoo.com. Or you can also contact us on Twitter. But. It's the best way, the easiest way is to just contact us via email or Fab Swingers. Yes. And if you do need help and if you do need to reach out to someone, go onto our Discord. The link is in the programme notes and reach out, please. Because anything you think you are suffering, just talking to someone helps a thousand times over. Perfectly said, Mr. Wren. See you next time. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.